Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the uh, the 9th of May, Cinco de Nino. Oh, is it Mayo de Nino? Something <laughs> like that. Uh, 2019, and uh, I can't believe how fast the year is going. Um, Dave Davies from Beatstock Internet Marketing. I'm Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. And uh, Dave, yeah, I, can't, I mean, like, seriously, it's uh, it's going to be the middle of May next week, and um, and you and Mary are going to Mexico, of all places. Yeah. Yeah, we are. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, for, I guess for our listeners, I won't be on next week. Jim, you're, I, I'm guessing you're, you're going to be a trooper. You're going to, you're going to get a guest host and, uh, and get it done still. Can, can guests ex- or can our listeners expect you, uh, next week? Absolutely. We have a guest host. It'll uh, be uh, probably Christine or Jeremy or, you know, one of the, one of the fine folks who always jump into the, to the, uh, the, 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 the uh, host chair. Absolutely. They're um, troopers. Total troopers, but also next week we got a treat for listeners. We have Brian Massey coming on uh, from Conversion Sciences. He's he's a new host on uh, on uh, Webmaster Radio. Landing page optimization has been uh, has been revised. Uh, you may remember Tim Ash's old show, Landing Page Optimization. I do. I'm really glad to hear it's back. Yeah, and Brian Massey's going to be hosting it. He's going to be coming on a uh, reboot of the show. He's coming on uh, uh, next week um, just to you know, talk about landing page optimization, what he wants to bring to the show and to the network. And uh, looking forward to that. This week we have a great guest. Um, this week was it was 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 a, was, was a lot of fun. Um, we have coming up on the show today. I'm teasing this to make sure I get the. I don't destroy the last name because I always destroy last names. Right? <laughs> terrible, terrible habit of mine. But we have on the show John Cosley, the director, global brand director of global brand and digital marketing at Microsoft and Bing. He's coming up in our last segment, um, and uh, we have a we have a really fun conversation with him. Get it? It was neat when we talked. To, we had to pre-record our conversation with. Uh, with John yesterday, yeah, and we got some neat stuff out of him, eh? There really is. I know I, I, our listeners; they don't know it yet, but they should be excited about what they're about to listen to. I know I was excited in the conversation, and uh, from the sounds of it, we get to drag him back to to expand on the massive variety of different things that tangents I wanted to go down, but <laughs> had to stay focused. Well, one of the things that we were able to uh, to get John talking about is. Um, Microsoft's. Uh, we we talked a lot about about Microsoft about its its place in search, about its its place in, in paid search, but the, the 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 new Microsoft advertising program. One of the things he told us just gave us a little one of those little SEO gems that you just live for is um, Edge is now remaking itself based on the Chromium browser, which Google has just announced is going to be this evergreen type of browser that's constantly updating itself. Yeah, it's a, that was definitely the big news. You, you jump straight to it because it's the story we all got to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, then like, wow, like that's serendipity, ain't it? 
Yeah, indeed. Um, for our listeners, because I just found out about this yesterday. Um, I know it was, I can't remember exactly how long ago, but I knew there were there were rumors that Edge was going to be rebuilt. Well, not rumors, they were confirmed. So I guess it's not really a rumor that Edge was going to be built on Chromium. Um, you can now get it in beta, which I didn't find out about until yesterday. Um, so you can you can download it and, and play around with it and, and see how, it, how it's working. And then um, Google just yesterday um, announces at uh, IO19, so that's their their conference going on uh, going on right now. Um, the Google bot for our listeners, super excited. I, I'm just chomping at the bit here. Um, is moving into Evergreen. Um, for our listeners who don't understand what that means, Googlebot has traditionally done its rendering via some static version of Chrome. Right, like it, it sort of goes in, um, you know, when it's operating as Chrome 71, right? Like that, and that was an upgraded version that, that just happened recently. They were crawling as 71. I can't remember what the version was before that, but we we'd seen instances of of it rendering. Um, they have now just announced they're going to be coming out with Evergreen, meaning Googlebot is going to be crawling basically with the same rendering capabilities as whatever your Chrome browser can do. So to make it simple, if you can see it on your Chrome browser, Googlebot can probably see it. Exactly, exactly. Like I've already lined up tests with a, with a couple of our clients who are running um, who are running JavaScript sites, and we're going to be testing. I, I don't expect it to go flawlessly. Just full note. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take this now, and it's going to break. Like I'm like, I need a benchmark for what's going on right now, and we're, we line that up for tomorrow morning with that client. I'm like, it's going to break. Like something, it's not going to do what it needs to do, but. Um, you know, we, we can at least start working forward from there and, and understanding it for our listeners who are listening live. Um, you, you could actually hear, um, Martin split. So who, who's the, the JavaScript guy is going to be speaking at IO 19 and you can you know, go back and, and find this. Um, he's going to be chatting about, um, Googlebot coming up at, I think it's one thirty today. I know I'm, I'm going to be going to be listening and, and you can, yeah, can just, just tune in live. Um, that's, that's Pacific time, right? That's Pacific time. Yep. So it's okay. it's coming up in uh, in just a couple hours here. Um, if you, again, if you're listening, uh, if you're listening live, um, is going to be discussing um, some of the the different capabilities that have been added in. Like I, I saw the the sort of tweet this morning from them going, "We have literally just." He didn't use the word literally, but um, they have just added a thousand new capabilities, like with just this this one change, all of a sudden there's like a, I'm sure a bunch of them are like tiny things. Like there's multiple updates every day on the Google algorithm, right? Like a bunch of them are things you might not notice. Um, you know, if you just have a standard website. Um, but I, I think for JavaScript, um, developers and, and really anybody developing in, um, sort of cutting edge technologies that are relying on the browser's capabilities. Um, this is huge. I know he's going to be answering a lot of questions about it. Can you tell I'm excited? I'm super excited. So uh, this is this is this is this is a leap forward. Um, this is this is and it mightn't sound like such a big deal, but this is a this is a leap forward for SEOs. Um, it makes our jobs way easier. Yeah, if it does what they're claiming, and I again, I don't expect it to out of the gate. I don't blame them that it probably won't out of the gate. And I think there's things developers and SEOs still need to know that are going to be unique. Uh, but if it does what it, what it's sort of supposed to do after after a little refinement, um, you know, this now allows us to to finally go and and they did this with links and it took them years 
and they they never pulled it off with flash but it actually started will hopefully start to align what google's saying like i don't know how many times john Mueller said seos you just got to grab you know we're good with javascript right like no you're not <laughs> right or haven't been um you're you, it's a train wreck well, and, well they had a patch around to get there yeah well indeed and i mean you know we've been using them and they work right like you, you can do pre-rendering of the pages and stuff but like it was that a train wreck. It, it, it it's a train wreck it, and it, it's just extra things the servers need to do and now googlebot seeing what we built it in javascript to speed it up and now you're making us review a static page right like then then as far as googlebot's concerned we didn't just do what we we did <laughs> yeah. We didn't speed it up. Um, so this will en enable us to, to take all that. Um, and I mean, we hit huge problem, you know, I mean, in, in just an angular implementation I was using, um, you know, just core things like, um, you know, analytics wasn't working right. Well, I mean, yeah, it turns out there were some things that developers could do. I didn't know that at the time because, you know, it, it was pretty new. It was going back a couple of years. So I was like finding hacks and we did manage to hack it. But it, it, it was just if we can just align so that it's understanding state changes instead of re requiring, you know, sort of a full load of a URL. It, it, it's going to be a, a huge easy. I'm just I'm super excited. Everybody should just listen to the 130. It, whether you have your site built uh, on, on sort of these types of technologies or, or you're just, you know, you're like, no, we just work in WordPress. Yeah, you won't forever. And even if you do, these technologies are going to be coming in, especially if Google's in line. Like, I think one of the the things that's held a lot of these technologies back till now. And I mean, these are huge technologies. So when I say holding back, I don't mean, gee, they, they've been kept in the wings. No, these are strong technologies. But I think one of the things that's held them back is, is, is people going, yeah, it, it's not as reliable, right? Like it, it's, I mean, from Googlebot, it's not. No. I can't guarantee this is going to go super smoothly and you want to guarantee as a business owner. Fair enough. So yeah, you know what? Let's stick with WordPress because yeah, it's not perfect. It's going to put in a bunch of crap code into your site. I don't blame WordPress for that. It's the theme developers. But, you know, it's going to put a bunch of junk in there. You're probably not going to clean it up. But, you know, at least we know, you know, the, the, Google's going to have it. Now, all of a sudden, if Google can have this and we're saying it's faster, you can see just the entire web sort of, sort of shifting a, a little bit. And I'm not even saying WordPress won't be part of it. They will be part of it. Um, but all of a sudden, the technologies are, are going to move the speed of the web is going to go up. And, and I mean, the, the capabilities I mean, for people who haven't worked on JavaScript sites or, or seen them, I mean, I was resistant to them, but now anytime I'm on sites, a, a lot of them, not everyone, cause it doesn't, it doesn't matter for everyone, but there's a lot of sites where I'm like, Oh, if we just had JavaScript, you could do all this sort of stuff. Um, and then, and so it introduces a bunch of new capabilities. Another thing to remember just to keep in mind, it's how, how we led into this story. Um, uh, uh, the Edge browser, and, 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 and for people unfamiliar with the Edge browser, that's the one that you use to install Chrome with on your new computer. Um, the Edge browser is the, is the uh, browser that comes built into the micro to whatever Microsoft operating system, Windows 10, whatever Microsoft operating system you're using. Mm -hmm. It used to be back in the bad old days of, uh, say, three or four hours ago before you do this information. Um, it used to be that when, uh, if you were a developer and you built a, built a new site, you had to test it on uh, on on uh, on Chrome, on uh, Safari, and also on Edge. Firefox uh, Firefox tended to match in with Chrome, but like you had to definitely test on all four on all four browser platforms. Um, 
Now you want to be to got a test on two, and Safari's gonna gonna match in with Chrome soon enough anyway. Yeah. Um, so that's having a Microsoft product uh, 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 align with the most frequently used browser. The Microsoft browser now aligns with the world's most frequently used browser makes makes life a hell of a lot easier for developers. It, it really, really does. Um, and you're right on, on the call on Safari. Um, I know, you know, if anybody who's used um, the page speed tools and stuff, you're going to see, you know, go to next generation images and stuff like that. And then if you actually like do some research and you go, okay, which browsers is it supported on, which you should do. Um, you'll see Safari is, is one of the ones that doesn't. Um, Edge was one. I don't blame Edge that's not working with, you know, some of the newer technologies now, you know, because they're shifting. It's like, well, why would you work to develop <laughs> some capabilities for a system that's not, you're not planning to continue to develop, right? Like that, that absolutely makes sense. Um, but I think this is going to push um, Safari a little bit more, which I, I'm going to like, because they've historically been able to go, we didn't create that technology. And so we're not, we're not using it. I'm, that's not their official line, but that's how I'm saying it. Um, you know, this will now line was screw you fanboy. I think that that was, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and it's fair enough. I understand where their stand is, is basically like Google built this. So no, um, because they won't let an, another, you know, company do that sort of thing. But now all of a sudden, if edge is supporting it, like if edge is, is built on the same thing. Yeah. Everybody, but you like this now becomes, you know, sort of a problem. They, they need to look at a little differently. So I think just as web developers, it, it may end up smoothing things over for exactly what you're saying. Now you don't have to check on a bunch of different things. Um, and I think for, for sort of compatibility, um, you know, it, it, it's going to be very, very helpful when we are sort of building things in and going, oh, okay, well now only Safari needs to be different. now. <laughs> like I don't need to build a bunch of things for older technologies as, as much anymore. Indeed, there you go. And so, and the testing time, the turnaround time, um, and more importantly, the uh, redevelopment time because you needed to adjust this here and there a couple of because <laughs> just to make, that's all gone. That's over. Yeah. Okay, we we got to keep moving, man. We have that. We have the interview with John coming up. And just a note to listeners: our timing is going to be a little bit different this show because we had to pre-record the uh, the interview with uh, with John yesterday. Mm -hmm. So. Um, yeah, our, our break times are all going to be a little bit different. Don't sweat it. We're, this, is, this really is us. I can prove it. That's Dave right over there. Okay. Google has launched an FAQ and how-to manual on uh, structured data markup. So mm -hmm. if you need to know, now you got a place to go. <laughs> hey, that rhymed, eh? Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's interesting timing. I actually was just finishing an article on um, how do you get answers? Like, how does Google understand questions and, and get answers, um, you know, and, and provide answers? When, when do they know that? Um, then this came out. It doesn't relate exactly to what I was writing about, but, it, you know, obviously it was, it was sort of funny timing for me. Um, but, uh, you know, who we should really have on one of these days talking exactly about this and, and related topics is Jim Boykin. Uh, Boykin, David Harry, Jim Boykin, uh, Terry Van Horn, you know, guys like, absolutely. They're, they're just fantastic. And I know Jim just sort of like launched into a bit of a rant um, about basically Did he? exactly what we're all sort of thinking about this. Like, okay, so I'm, I'm going to paraphrase and put it into my own words on, on my feelings. It's like, and this is Google's sort of outline of, well, we're going to steal a bunch of, or, or we're going to take a bunch of your clicks away from you, but if you don't do it our way, 
uh, then we're going to give the pittance that's left to your competitor. Now, that, that's my <laughs> way of wording it, uh, but it, it is fairly accurate. And, and these sort of things are, we've got to pay attention to them. You need to jump in. It's for exactly that. I'm like, well, there you go. There's code write or die. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, I need to. Now, the only people I really feel sorry for are publishers. If, if somebody needs to buy something, they're going to buy something, right? So, you know, that's, that's a bit different. I, where I'm, I'm like, it doesn't really matter whether they don't visit your site as much, as long as they're where they go to get the product. So you need to just figure that part out. But yeah, publishers and stuff like that who are producing this content and then it's like, no, I saw it in the first 30 words. Okay, off we go. And, you know, with the growth of voice, it's like, yeah, you only need quick answers. Well, you know, that's going to get even weirder. I, I, I don't have the story in front of me, but that reminds me of something I saw uh, earlier this week. Google, to compete with Amazon, Google's coming up with its own checkout system. Mm-hmm. They will, I guarantee you, I 100% guarantee they're going to offer us a markup code that, that enables their checkout system to work on our clients' e-com sites. Guarantee, 100% guarantee it. They, they will do this. Yeah. Well, I would. Um, oh, yeah, because they want, they want to take a lot of the energy, the click energy, out of Amazon, which, you know, we were actually speaking to uh, the fourth largest web property in the world, like coming up as our guest on this show, like in just a few minutes, and we didn't ask the question, but we're going to have him back, mm -hmm. strategy versus Amazon. Well, and one of the things that I find interesting, and, and it changes things, but not as much as it would against any other competitor, because you have like Amazon, and they don't really do payment processing, right? They, they don't, but they'll, they'll sort of, they make it, it's nice, it's easy, it, it'll sort of take care of itself. But there's two big advantages I think Google has in this space over pretty much anybody else. Um, one of them is they don't need to make money off, off payment processing, but they, they don't need to, they can actually lose money on payment processing. Um, you know, just sense they couldn't lose a lot, but they could actually lose money on payment processing because if they can start reporting to me as an advertiser, a conversion that might happen in a different space, right? Like where my products are coming in, you know, shopping feeds are being fed in to different websites. And, um, you know, now the full payment is happening on the site itself. If they can start reporting a, a little more thoroughly, um, some of those actual conversions and, and there's ways of doing it now, but just make it nice and easy. They don't need to make money off that conversion or off the actual transaction, they're going to make more money out of me as an advertiser. Right. So oh, very likely. Oh, so certainly, certainly, certainly. But uh, the, more, more importantly, they need to keep my eyeballs and they need to keep like, you know, the eyeballs of the consumer on Google. Yeah. Not going flailing over to Amazon or anything. No, exactly. And that is one of the, the great things. And I, I think you've you sort of pointed out great things, great things for Google. We'll view whether it's, it's great in the, the global scope. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, but one of the great things for Google is it will speed that up, right? Like you have the one click checkout on Amazon. I don't know how many times I've used it. Many, right? <laughs> I don't even know how many, but many. Um, you know, if my default payment method applies, many. And it just adds that, doesn't give me that second right? To like sort of question my decision. If you've got shopping results that are appearing there and you can just go, yeah, just buy this. Just, yeah. Okay, I, I want that keyboard. Screw it. I've looked enough. Done. Right. It just, it takes away that one, one step barrier. Yes. Um, and stops me from even having to go to a site to convert, stops me from having to just, just get it done. Um, so yeah, I, I think it, it could pose a huge advantage for them. And then of course, by extension, it, voice right if they are processing that full process yeah how much is this yeah you know how much is a pepperoni pizza you know whatever oregano's is just down the street you know straight into voice it's as much yeah fine deliver one 
they're my payment processor. They've already got my information. I don't actually need to engage anymore. And and and, and just just as a, as a test of the of, of Google's uh, home home system or something. Hey, hey, Google, buy Mary's cat a new sectional sofa. <laughs> you, you know that she's 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 ruined the old one. So. Yeah. <laughs> one of the funniest things I just did because it is just humorous and it'll, it'll take a second is I was listening to to the I/O conference yesterday, the, the the keynote. A lot of stuff coming up with augmented reality. We can chat about that and maybe try and pull a pull a guest on. But throughout the thing, I can't even count the number of times that my Google Home lit up and started answering stuff. Right, but, and then, <laughs> they would be talking about something they're building in, but it's only in the states. And for our listeners, I'm in Canada, so it's okay. I don't. Mine's like I don't know what to do. Right, like I'm paraphrasing, but that that's about it. I'm like, oh, okay, so go to do it. That I that it doesn't hasn't quite gotten here yet, or features that they put onto the beta that are that are launching throughout the conference and stuff like that. It's like, yeah. So for listeners, don't ever listen to an I/O conference over speakers uh, if you have a Google Home because it's going to like light the thing up. <laughs> okay, Dave, we got we got two minutes to our break. Yep. We got time for one more story, and I got I got to ask. I, I don't know if this is allowed in the English language or not, but <laughs> you know how one word can have like multiple meanings, a dozen different meanings, synonymous with a whole bunch of other things. Yep. I want to phrase a new word: googed, g o o g e d, googed, and that's uh that's means it's broken in some inexplicable way. It's been gooed. It's gooed. Okay. So I, I want to be able to say correctly that Google My Business is gooed. <laughs> Google Search Console was gooed, but it's been, it's been de-gooed. It now works again. Does that work? Or, or what, do you, what do you think? Can I get away with that? Or is like Webster's coming after me? You know, I, I think over the last, if the last couple months of index, like just, I won't even get into all the problems, but if the last couple months or any. It's any, been googed. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it has been googed. In fact, Google's been googed, right? Like <laughs> it's, yeah, they've got some weird stuff. I don't know if you saw the, um, you know, related searches thing that was going on where it was like firing off to the right of the screen and like the, the search box was looking kind of like mobile, but bigger. Yeah, I don't know what's going on over there. But <laughs> Most recently, if you were doing a lot of work in local search, you'd have noticed that your stats were all wrong because whatever screwed up bug has been like propagating itself through Google system is now over at Google My Business. Uh-huh. I mean, this is, this is like whack-a-mole with every Google product. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. It's like they're going to have to crash the system and just start again, I think. <laughs> we, are almost out of, we are almost out of time. we got like seconds left. I'm probably facing a manual penalty on my website as we speak. Um, if you know, Google, Google doesn't do stuff like that. Just, just <laughs> we're going to have to go to break now. Uh, when we come back, we're coming back with a, with a pre-recorded, if you recorded it yesterday, with uh, one of the more interesting guests we've had on in, in a while, John Cosley, Director, Global Brand and Digital Marketing at Microsoft and Bing. And we've had some great, we've had great guests. But listen closely, because some of the stuff John says is it's, it's, it's truly amazing. Um, and, and Bing is clearly working. Bing is clearly working it. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You are listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Stick around. We got some great content coming up after these messages. That's it. And uh, here, let me. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. 
What if you had access to analytics from the most visited sites on the web? Think about real-time sales and signups from Amazon and Netflix, stats and engagement from Slack and HubSpot, all on one patented platform. That's Nacho Analytics. Nacho is perfect for details on your product design and development, instant for influencer info, and fantastic for real-time financial figures. Level the playing field today for your business with Nacho. What are you doing? All this Nacho talk got me hungry. Level the playing field today for your business with NachoAnalytics.com. Seriously? Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hey everyone, we're back on Webcology. It's the 9th of May, 2019. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And we're joined in the studio uh, by, with, by John Cosley. He's the Director of Global Brand and Digital Marketing at Microsoft Bing. Uh, John, welcome to Webcology. Yes, thank you. So glad to be here. I appreciate the invitation. Well, indeed, we appreciate you being here. How did Dave talk you into getting on the show? You know, it involved a lot of, you know, cookie baskets and uh, (laughs) coffee carts. uh, But ultimately, he was uh, very pervasive. Well, it's, it's, it's amazing to have you here. I know we only got a a limited time, so, so we should just dive right in. Terrific. Let's do it. I, I gotta, sorry, you know what, Jim, I've been waiting and I, I shouldn't have oh. cut you off, but I'm, I'm going really, to really jump in. Um, one of the things I, I want to chat about, I, I mean, regular listeners of our show will know I've talked about, well, I'm, I'm going to call it uh, old habit. I'm going to call it Bing ads for just one last time. Um, and then I've, I've sort of promoted Bing ads as this unsung hero on, on ROI a, a number of times on our show. But Bing ads isn't Bing ads anymore. And, and now it's Microsoft advertising. What? What was what's going on there? Why why would you switch it from that thing that Dave still calls it? Yeah, thanks for the uh, opportunity to share that um, with you and your listeners. I think to understand that requires us to just look back a little bit in kind of our history. And um, you know, our advertising business has been on a bit of a brand evolution journey the last number of months as our business continues on a rapid plane of transformation. Um, 10 years ago, um, hard to believe it's been 10 years um, this year, in fact, um, and it might even be next month, we launched Bing and our Bing Ads platform. We launched the Bing Ads platform and Bing with two imperatives. Um, One was really to build an index of the world and create a digital canvas and what we refer to as a knowledge graph. You may have heard that before. The second was really to build a high-functioning ad platform around the core tenets of matching, selection, relevance, you know, all towards delivering better advertiser return on investment. 
what was not as transparent, I think, you know, to us at the time and looking back is that we were actually launching Microsoft's largest AI application that today I'd say in simple terms has a decade of investment, learning and growth that reasons over our kind of our Microsoft knowledge graph and uses machine learning to provide, you know, highly relevant ad experiences. So what does that mean? You know, we've kind of taken these investments and the experiences that we've gained and we've started to apply them not to, you know, just being in our search advertising business, but we've actually created an extensible platform that services experiences in new domains. An example of this would be our Microsoft audience network. And so while I'd say the change is subtle from being ads to Microsoft advertising at face value, it's a very strategic change for us and our business. Um, internally, you know, our business has matured to a level where we're now one of the fifth largest lines of, or we are the fifth largest line of business at Microsoft. Um, and externally, you know, we're committing to delivering on the strength of this platform much more holistically, including of search, but beyond search with these assets and knowledge that we've built. So ultimately anchoring our advertising business behind the strength of Microsoft, we believe articulates the commitment that we have. Um, to excellence, certainly, and in support of our clients' business goals and in our commitment to partnership with our clients. So I guess I mean, there's, there's so many directions, and I know we've got a limited yeah. time. So <laughs> it's like, okay, uh, and it's funny that you bring up um, the, the launch of Bing, and I, I, Jim and I were together, I think it was at SMX, uh, if I remember correctly, that, that we both were, were there and going, oh, okay, here's, here's a new thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when, 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 when live lives out, Bing's in. Yeah. Know, that was 10 years right. ago. It's amazing. 2009. Hard to believe. It, it really is. It really is. Um, and so it has been a huge evolution. I find it interesting you're bringing up AI because every time I'm chatting with um, one of the folks from, from, from Microsoft, that's that it, it's a recurring theme. I know you guys were in it before Google was. So I was chatting with Frederick and it was like 2006 when that was, when that was coming up. So, I mean, yeah. well done. You guys, have, you, you guys have put in your time. Um, but now, okay, through, through this evolution, I mean, I, I of course have to ask what, what does this mean to me? Like I, when I'm chatting with my clients, you know, and, and, or for, for a lot of our listeners, they are the business owner. What, what opportunities are, 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 are coming? And I, I know you probably can't go, hey, here's all the cards on the table for the next year in development. But, you know, what, what, what can we sort of, what benefit is there to us of, of sort of what we're talking about here, of, of sort of the, the pulling in, um, or I guess use of, of sort of the, the power that is, is Microsoft and its networks and, and its capabilities. Are we seeing in this rebranding sort of some new opportunities for me as a business owner, me as an agency and, and an advertiser, are there, does this mean something to me? Yeah, it does. And, and certainly that is our intent. Um, I think that there's just a, a few kind of dimensions to it, maybe three that I would mention. One is just a continued level of focus on the core business um, that we're certainly, you know, uh, have enjoyed um, 
you know, kind of terrific growth around in partnership or it's a very much a result of the partnership that we have with our clients. The second is, um, as I kind of mentioned, how are we taking these assets that we've developed, this access, you know, for us to kind of our commercial, you know, resources such as Microsoft's rich and deep history in AI, our Microsoft graph, which contains a rich understanding of, of consumer and consumer behavior and knowledge, um, as well as these platforms that we've built, um, including Bing, which has this kind of digital index of the world um, and contains a rich amount of intent information. And how are we bringing these together to create new opportunities for our clients? Um, I'd mentioned sort of the, the Microsoft, you know, audience network, um, you know, this is an example of how we're taking that machine learning, that Microsoft graph to deliver, you know, highly relevant audience ads across our owned and operated properties such as MSN, Edge, and Outlook, along with high quality partner sites like Verizon Media. Um, and, you know, it's exactly that. It's, it's uh, an example of us innovating with these assets to deliver more of what our clients are looking for. Um, and our clients are seeing terrific success. So we believe we're on to something here. You know, uh, I was just we were talking to Overstock a few weeks ago and they had seen a, a 33 percent increase in their return on ad spend. And in fact, their ROAS, you know, had. Um, eclipsed even their search advertising ROAS. And so they've, they've actually doubled down on it. So, you know, we believe that our ability to bring these kind of assets that we have together in really smart ways can yield, you know, a lot of, of new value for our clients. And I'd say the third dimension that I would just lock on to is just, um, it's also meant to signal that you know, um, I'd say that marketers' roles are evolving and advertisers' roles are evolving. And, you know, I'd say 10 years ago, you know, we would have, you know, most of our conver conversations with our clients were really anchored in just kind of search and search advertising and, you know, getting down to a very granular level. We've seen those conversations evolve over the years and our clients are becoming more and more interested in, really how can Microsoft bring more solutions to the table and helping them achieve their marketing goals, not just their search advertising goals. And so um, it also signals a commitment that, you know, we are a window extensively into the world of Microsoft and able to bring things like machine learning capabilities, cognitive services that help them transform their, you know, client experiences, you know, business intelligence and visualization capability to their data to help them make smarter marketing decisions. These are all things that, you know, we're committed to unlocking uh, for our clients. And by anchoring to Microsoft as a brand, you know, the intent is that we're, we're very much signaling that, uh, that commitment to their success. You know, John, when I, when I think about Microsoft, uh, especially as a marketing platform, one of the things I think that, and please, I, I hope you correct me if I'm way off base here, but one of the things I think that really different, differentiates it from its uh, larger competitors is that Microsoft provides um, an almost unlimited number of tools because that's what Microsoft was, has been in the game of uh, 
making uh, user tools or yeah. web tools um, almost since the beginning of the company. How much moving forward do you see um, Microsoft integrating many of the uh, productivity suites with uh, into marketing tools? Yeah, I think it's a really good question. Um, I would say that we continue to look for opportunities um, in very smart ways to make these kinds of integrations. There's been um, a number of announcements, for example, around, you know, LinkedIn uh, and that as an asset that we have. We've, you know, we, we started by sharing data. We started by exposing LinkedIn profile capabilities as targeting dimensions in our ad platforms. We've integrated um, LinkedIn products uh, into Dynamics, uh, for example, which was announced earlier this year. And so... Um, I think that there is a commitment there, um, and or at least I'll say I know that there is a commitment there, and we're looking at, you know, which of these integrations are going to yield the most benefit for our clients and, and you know, making those or prioritizing those to become a reality. Okay. Um, along the same lines, and, and I realize I'm asking a massive general question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... Um, I'm I'm fascinated that 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 Microsoft um, was um, knowingly using um, artificial intelligence and, and, and machine learning back in in in, in 2006. Um, it, I suspect it, previously, actually, I think it dates all the way back to like uh, you know the since the company was founded. Okay, so I suspect that there's a, a progression in intention as you know you 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 develop new tools through the years. How is uh, Microsoft's um, work in, in machine learning going to assist marketers moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a, a couple of ways to think about that. Um, one is, you know, I'd say, how is AI being baked into the product kind of behind the scenes? Things that you wouldn't necessarily explicitly, you know, um, uh, utilize, you know, um, you know, and, or, or you may not kind of realize that you're utilizing those capabilities. Examples of those are some of the automation tools in our ad platform, you know, the intelligence that kind of goes into our marketplace around understanding user intent, matching, you know, selection of the ad to deliver a more personalized experience. Products like in-market audiences, um, you know, understanding kind of, you know, who's in market for what based upon the telemetry that we have from our, um, our Microsoft graph. So there's a lot of capabilities that are kind of being built into the product that make them hopefully more usable and more effective in the value that they provide. Then there's a set of capabilities that you know, we're building that are more a, a toolkit um, for marketers to then build upon your sort of your comment about Microsoft having a long history as kind of being a platform provider in that, you know, we are, um, you know, sort of creating a, a, a set of utilities that mm -hmm. that our clients can use to be successful. And, uh, you know, that's a that's a, a hit rich hit, heritage here, if you will, uh, 
Satya Nadella, our CEO, has a great quote. He says, people don't come to Microsoft uh, to be cool. Um, but, you know, people, you know, Microsoft is in the business essentially of making our clients look cool. And, uh, and you know, as such, you know, we have things like, you know, Microsoft, you know, cognitive services APIs that are available for free up to a point. And then, you know, then there's a, a bit of a, you know, a charge to use them. But these are like a set of tools that, that um, our clients and customers can use to bring things like vision, speech recognition, you know, search, you know, and other kinds of, uh, of cognitive capabilities into the products and services that they're developing. And these are, these are based on, you know, years and years, if not decades, and, you know, significant amount of, of financial investments. Um, and so, you know, um, so, so it's exciting for us to not just think about how do we use our own AI and, 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 the products that we build, but also how do we make those capabilities accessible? We'll call it to the world to um, to transform the products and services that they're building. Well, one of the things that that, that fascinates me during during the, the point of our conversation, and, and something that maybe our, our audience might not in, intuitively think about, but I think about often. Obviously, Jim does too, and, and you do too, because we're all thinking about machine learning. Is I, I look at uh, scenarios like you know, LinkedIn and, and, and the power of, of that network. And I remember, you know, during a bunch of acquisitions and, and the Verizon deal and stuff. And I think about the, my instinct is to think about, oh, okay, what do they get out of that, this and that. And now we're talking about AI and, and it's worth noting and, and, and sort of for the audience to, to think about is, yeah, you've got, you know, LinkedIn, that, that's, that's awesome. That's a, a powerful thing in and of itself. But now you've got AI, which can then sort of understand who these users are, how they interact, and then deploy that, you know, sort of carry that over uh, through machine learning systems over into, you know, other search and, and other Microsoft products, which is obviously an, an incredibly powerful because now you're understanding networks. Um, if we take, but one specifically that, that I want to chat about um, and make sure we touch on, because we can all sort of see, see, uh, how, how LinkedIn um, and its power lends in and how it could be advertised to and, and all that sort of stuff. But Verizon, I remember when that, you know, sort of partnership, um, you know, sort of happened. It's, it's fairly, well, recent-ish. Um, what, what comes of that? Like, you, you, you've talked about it, I think, a couple times now. I know at least once. Um, what, what comes of that? What does that give to marketers? What does that, that deal give to marketers that, that we can sort of, think about and, and go, Oh, okay, here's how I can use that. Yeah. I think that, uh, I, I would maybe just step that out one click and then I'll kind of dive in to say, um, one of the, the most consistent pieces of feedback that we get from our clients is that, you know, Hey, you guys are on to something great here. I get great performance, you know, based upon all the capabilities that kind of sit in your technology. And I want more, <laughs> I want more of that goodness. And so, you know, we're really focused on, you know, how do we, you know, in a smart way, kind of give our clients more clicks, more conversions, more capabilities. And I guess really, how do we be even an increasingly more valuable part of their business growth? You know, one way we do that is thinking about 
um, product innovation. And, you know, as I had spoke about earlier with the Microsoft Audience Network, another is about, you know, how are we kind of, um, you know, looking at business development and deals that we can strike or, um, you know, even, uh, you know, kind of taking that further in terms of, of, of partnerships. Um, so the the Verizon deal kind of very much sits within that kind of idea and concept. And so the, you know, what we have, you know, worked out with them effectively is that um, Microsoft advertising becomes the exclusive provider of search advertising across um, Verizon Media's owned and operated and syndicated properties. So what that means is increased volume um, for our clients to take advantage of through our marketplace. Um, it also means that, you know, there's a, a benefit to them from efficiency. They used to have to go to, um, call it three or more uh, platforms to run search advertising campaigns. And now that's, you know, that's been scaled back by one. So they're getting a better return on time spent. And as part of the deal, we also were able to bring more, you know, um, uh, more surface area and volume to not just our search, but um, our audience network um, that also has, um, you know, extensibility into Verizon Media's owned and operated properties. So, that's just sort of one um, example of, uh, of, of how we're trying to kind of build, you know, more volume for our customers. I'd spoke about, you know, product innovation with Microsoft Audience Network, certainly kind of ad product innovation, but also consumer product innovation, um, I would call out. You know, your, re your readers or your listeners, excuse me, may be, you know, familiar with the fact that, you know, Edge is moving to Chromium. Um, this is sort of a big deal in the sense that there were kind of two parallel and, and somewhat competing, you know, um, um, kind of development kind of methodologies and, and around web browsers. And by unifying one on Chromium, we believe that this will further yield, you know, more volume opportunities for our marketers as people choose and stick with um, Edge um, over the long haul. So, um, so we're looking at it sort of at a, at a macro level in terms of um, delivering more value to our clients and, and Verizon Media is just one example of that. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost mad at you for bringing that because I'm like, oh, well, there's another whole like tangent of things that I wasn't <laughs> even thinking about here. So, okay, so at some point in the not too distant future, just fair warning, I'm going to try and drag you on again because now you've just reminded me of whole big buckets of things I'd like to talk to you about. But <laughs> pulling back on track, one of the things I wanted to make sure and, and want to make sure we get to before, uh, before the show is done um, is when for listeners you can give it a read. It's over at search engine land, uh, Guinea Marvin um, on the, on the first of, of May um, had published a great piece. that I think outlines really well, some of the stuff um, that uh, I was about to call it Bing ads again. Nope. Microsoft advertising. <laughs> It'll be a learning journey for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the Microsoft is doing right now um, and, and, and the sort of, move away and, and, and she called it really well is this move away where it's not about competing or, or comparing anymore um, with Google ads, which I, I still occasionally miss, miss call by its old name, but it's not about that. There are some new 
features for advertisers and whether that's due to the platform, I'm going to let you answer that, like whether it's due to where these ads can be or, or just that there's innovation I didn't know that was going on uh, over, at, uh, over at Microsoft in the advertising space. But what can you say about that? Like, are, are we, are we, what are we seeing happen when we're seeing brand new things coming in here and options for advertisers that they've probably never seen before, like 3D images in knowledge panels and things like that? Yeah, that's um, exactly it. I mean, I, our, our clients have really kind of been very clear to us over the years on, on two dimensions. One is, as you would probably expect, keep the platforms between Google Ads and Microsoft Advertising, I'm kind of using some finger quotes here, but similar enough to ensure a, a high return on time spent with, when navigating between them right? Mm -hmm. We're all time constrained. They don't want these things to be, you know, completely different experiences. So it's always, you know, sort of us walking a, a fine line of being a kind of a fast follower um, to make sure that these, the, you know, we continue to deliver that return on time spent as much as we're trying to deliver that, you know, um, that return on investment to clients. The, the second dimension is that we don't, we consistently hear is we don't necessarily think that, you know, um, uh, Google ads has everything solved and we want you to, we give you permission and we're looking to you to innovate where it delivers value against our campaign performance, controls, or ease of management. And so, you know, we've been very intentional, but also very, you know, kind of specific in terms of looking for opportunities to deliver, you know, this incremental value to clients. And, and you mentioned a couple of them, you know, certainly LinkedIn profile targeting is another example, custom audiences um, and integrating with third-party DMPs is one, you know, even kind of more mechanically, like the ability to report and opt out at a domain level from our syndication network. You'd mentioned 3D ads. You know, we have action extensions, review extensions, and image extensions, which, you know, really are, um, you know, our autos and our travel clients, you know, were really kind of, you know, asking us is like, this is a great opportunity for you to innovate and differentiate. So, um, you know, I'd say we, our, our clients have that kind of continued commitment for us to kind of, navigate between those, you know, pieces of feedback and, and look for really, you know, I'd say differentiate where it matters and not just differentiate for differentiation's sake. We've, we, we, we've talked about a lot and I know I've only got you for, for, for a couple more minutes before we, 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 we round out the hour here. We, we've talked about rebranding. We've talked about feature launches and, you know, I mean, we're, we're just closing up on that. We, we've gone into machine learning here. Uh, what, I can't imagine. And, and there's like opportunities for, for things that I now want to like chase down, like edge switching, you know, basically how it's built. But oh, we gotta what talk am I about missing that. From, from an advertiser standpoint? But I mean, what, what's, and I, know that, again, I know you can't tell too much, but what's on the horizon? What, what should we be, what should we be looking for and, and paying attention to? Uh, to come out of Microsoft advertising and, you know, which we sort of, yeah, be, be watching and, and readying for. 
Yeah, that's a, a good question. I think that, um, you know, there's probably a few things that I might call out. One is um, we will be intentionally kind of leaning more heavily into verticals and how we unlock, you know, I spoke about earlier around kind of, you know, differentiation where it matters and how do we take the assets that we have and how do we look to unlock the value of those in creating verticalized scenarios? Um, so that's, uh, that's going to be kind of a big area of focus. Um, we'll start with, you know, retail and we'll kind of branch out from there. Um, the other, I think, is just around how do we continue to um, build a volume that our clients can trust? Um, so brand safety is of utmost importance to us. Microsoft, you know, has a history of, uh, you know, running on trust, if you will. Um, I'd say sometimes we've taken a little bit more time before releasing products to make sure we're on the right side of history. Um, and, you know, and so that will kind of, you know, uh, play into not only how we build products, but how we kind of continue to grow volume. You know, I spoke about kind of uh, Verizon Media. I spoke about, you know, Chromium. Um, but even things like, you know, I'd say Microsoft Search and Bing, if you're, you know, unaware of that, which is really, you know, an, an initiative to kind of bring the best of the web and work into a single experience. And so, you know, we're partnering with our kind of traditional commercial teams to, you know, allow people, allow our clients, um, allow brands and, and advertisers and partners to have, you know, access to Microsoft's search technologies and indexing their, you know, intranet, if you will, and providing a unified experience so you can go to one place across and search across the intranet and the extranet. And we believe that will create, you know, stickiness um, for clients as they start to understand the value that Bing brings. Um, and so I'd say continue to look for, for innovations along, along those dimensions as well. John, um, we're, I'm, we're out of time. I mean, I, 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 I think speaking for Dave, I'm, I'm, I'm envious uh, of you and the position that you're in. You get a sense of the future, that digital future that's coming for all of us. Um, and uh, we have each a, a gajillion more questions yeah. to ask you, but unfortunately, we only got 20 seconds left in, in the show. So can we invite you back sometime in the future? I would love to come back. Yes, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for uh, – for you know, allowing me to join you and to uh, to have a conversation with you and uh, to connect with your readers as well, it's uh, it's very much appreciated. Uh, well, John Cosley, director and global brand and digital marketing manager at Microsoft Bing. Man, thank you so much for spending time with us on Webcology, friends. Um, that's it. We've gone full clock. You've been listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. It is the uh, the 9th of May, 2019. Stick around Webmaster Radio. Great content coming up after the news. Stay safe. We'll talk to you next week.
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.